Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. On today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we do a deep dive into Just's COVID risk factor index and talk about super spreader facilities like nursing homes, jails and prisons, and meatpacking plants. Some parts of the country are dealing with outbreaks from one or more of these facilities. It's Wednesday, June 10th, and I'm Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Scientists studying COVID have become aware of super spreaders when one person gets many others sick. It happened early on in the outbreak with a singer who got nearly an entire choir in Washington sick. COVID spreads with respiratory droplets, and so enclosed spaces with lots of people make for what we at GIST are calling a super spreader facility. Last week, our director of Member Insight, Michael Cuello, compiled data on a few types of facilities where outbreaks have been happening, like nursing homes, jails and prisons, and meat processing plants. Michael joins me now to talk more about this. So, Michael, how did you go about figuring out which places in the country had the most super spreading facilities? While those facilities exist around the U.S., for the purposes of this analysis, we really wanted to focus on finding the counties where there was significant overlap between these three different types of facilities, something that we're dubbing as a triple threat county, meaning they have some number of nursing home residents, some number of inmates, and also at least one high volume meatpacking plant. We found that nearly 260 counties met this criteria to become a triple threat county. Using the COVID-19 risk factor index score that we generated a couple of weeks ago, this index really helps identify vulnerable populations using a couple of different variables from chronic care prevalence to demographics and also acute care access. So based on just those factors, a little over 60% of these counties are already considered high risk. So one can imagine that a super spreader outbreak there would be even more devastating. These types of facilities have already become major hotspots, and we're learning that they account for a significant portion of these cases. While the data is still rolling in for nursing homes, nursing home residents actually account for almost 40% of all U.S. deaths. And there was a huge city outbreak in the Chicago area where cases stemming from the Cook County Jail account for almost 16% of the entire state of Illinois. So for the riskier counties, what were some of the things that maybe surprised you? One, most of these counties are in rural areas of the country where there's just not a ton of access to acute care or hospitals. Also, when looking at the riskiest counties, we found that the majority of them have another risk factor that was not originally baked into our risk index. 
they have a high percentage of African-American or Hispanic, Latino, or Latinx residents, which according to the CDC, are even more burdened by COVID-19. Also, some meat processing plants and nursing homes disproportionately employ these Black and Hispanic workers. Food processing plants employ twice as many Hispanic workers as a national average, and long-term care facilities employ twice as many Black workers. And also in state and federal prisons, Black and Hispanics are overrepresented. So long story short, you have a lot of high-risk populations that COVID-19 negatively impacts in these types of facilities. Was there anything interesting when you were looking at these facilities just on their own? We also looked at these facilities in isolation on a per capita basis, wanting to really understand which places in the country had the largest volume of these populations compared to their overall population. We found that there was a higher inmate per capita in the Southeast with outbreaks that are currently happening in states like Texas and Tennessee. For nursing homes, we also found that there were no counties in the Western United States with a high resident per capita, even though they house some of the largest nursing home resident counties. So while Los Angeles, California has a large number of nursing home residents, they also have a significant number of the elderly population that live outside of the nursing home. All these facilities, but in particular meatpacking plants, also have a high risk for the employees to become infected and further instigate the spread in their households and communities. The three types of super spreader facilities that you mentioned, the nursing homes, the jails and prisons, and the meatpacking plants are just uh, a couple of the kinds of these types of facilities that could create super spreader events. What are some other kinds? These outbreaks are happening because of the space and the proximity and the amount of people in these facilities. And while we only looked at meatpacking plants, recent data also points to other outbreaks in the food processing industry, like fruit and seafood packing plants and other areas in the long-term care space like senior rehab facilities. That was Michael Cuello, Director of Member Insight. To check out the interactive graphic that Michael put together, go to our website, gisthealthcare.com, or click the link in the episode description. Now it's time for some healthcare news. A World Health Organization official is clarifying her comments about asymptomatic spread of COVID-19. On Monday, in response to a question from a reporter, WHO's technical lead for COVID, Dr. Maria von Kirchhoff, said that asymptomatic transmission was, quote, very rare, unquote. That comment caused confusion and drew criticism from numerous infectious disease experts. Director of the Harvard Global Health Institute, Dr. Ashish Jha, tweeted, quote, asymptomatic spread is the Achilles heel of this outbreak, unquote. Van Kirkhove clarified her comments on Tuesday. She said she was not stating a WHO policy or that asymptomatic transmission globally was very rare. And I was referring to some uh, detailed investigations, cluster investigations, case contact tracing, um, where we had reports from member states saying that when we follow asymptomatic cases, um, it's very rare, and I use the phrase very rare, uh, that we found a secondary transmission. She referenced some studies and models that estimate between 16 and 40 percent of spread could be through asymptomatic transmission. However, she stressed that the world is only six months into an outbreak of a new disease, and there's still a lot unknown. 
Infectious disease experts pointed out there are important distinctions between truly asymptomatic people, those who get infected and never develop symptoms, and pre-symptomatic people, those who have COVID-19 and don't yet have symptoms. But research suggests that both are contagious. And the possibility of either group spreading the virus is why the WHO and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says it's important to wear a mask or face covering and social distance. Many states are seeing a rise in coronavirus cases, weeks after relaxing restrictions and reopening economies. 21 states, including North Carolina, Florida, Texas, and California, have seen increase in case numbers in the last two weeks, according to data compiled by The New York Times. Arizona's state health director told hospitals to fully activate their emergency plans as cases in the state surged. The state's daily case count has been increasing since late May. Former state health director Will Humble told Newsweek magazine it's definitely related to the state's May 15th opening of restaurants, hair salons, and gyms. Humble disputed the governor's claim that the increase in reported cases was because of more testing. The country now has more than 1.9 million confirmed COVID cases and more than 111,000 deaths. On average, the new daily COVID cases are around 20,000. Now that's down from 30,000 during the peak of the pandemic in April. But according to the Wall Street Journal, that's partly because of progress in heavy-hit states in the Northeast. Those states are now starting to reopen. This week, New York City began phase one of reopening, and the governor of New Jersey just lifted stay-at-home orders. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, Amazon is planning to test most of its warehouse workers every two weeks, according to CNBC, which will cost the tech giant $1 billion the rest of the year. Shares of Amazon were up 3% Tuesday. The broader sector was down 1.1%. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.